KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Monday, July 10th. A proposed bill would change how domestic violence is reported. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. A vote on whether the Fallbrook and Rainbow Water Districts can leave the County Water Authority is slated for today. The two water districts want to switch to Eastern Municipal in Riverside. That's projected to save them $7 million a year. The Water Authority says if Fallbrook and Rainbow are allowed to leave, it would mean higher rates for the rest of the county, to the tune of $18.9 million a year. Three UCSD student workers will be in court this afternoon to face felony charges of conspiracy to commit a crime and vandalism during a protest where they used chalk and washable markers to write slogans on school property. The student workers are all members of the UAW Local 2865, which negotiated and ratified new contracts with the UC last December. They were protesting against what they say is the administration's refusal to honor the contract requirements. Jessica Ng is one of the workers who will be in court today. It's really clearly to me an attempt to repress union activity and to continue circumventing the really much needed wage increases. UCSD claims the students did $12,000 worth of damage to university property. It's going to be a hot week. The National Weather Service says a heat wave could be in store for the county and could last more than a week. Highs are expected to be close to 80 degrees all week. If you need a place to cool down, you can find a list of cool zones on the county's website. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. California law says when a person with visible injury shows up at a hospital and domestic violence is suspected, Medical staff must notify police, but a proposed bill would leave the decision to contact police up to the victim. Investigative reporter Amitha Sharma has more. Warning, this story contains sounds and discussions of domestic abuse that may be disturbing to some listeners. I don't want it to hurt my kids. Okay. It's okay. Video from a San Diego police body camera in 2018 captured Isabel Rosales running from her home. She'd been stabbed and had her throat slashed. I started screaming that my kids were in my house. I started screaming his name. The name she screamed is David Espinoza, her husband at the time. This scene played out on a street in Old Town, San Diego. Espinoza attacked her as she tried to escape through a screen door while her three children watched. I remember seeing my girls jump up from their bed and my son was laying down right in front of me and blood splashed on his bed and pulled me, but he had this look like an evil look. 
Isabel ended up in a UCSD emergency room. The physician, suspecting domestic violence after treating her, contacted police as mandated by law. All I wanted to know was that my kids were unharmed and he was going to go away. He did go away, pleading guilty and sentenced to 23 years in prison for attempted murder and spousal rape. In Isabel's case, mandated reporting for suspected abuse worked exactly as the law intended. But Tina McKinner, a Democratic Assemblywoman from Los Angeles County, has proposed a bill to change the law. The bill is supported by more than 60 activist groups. This makes them safer. McKinner and other supporters of the bill, AB 1028, say mandated reporting infringes on the autonomy of potential domestic violence victims and increases the dangers they face. Her proposed legislation would leave it up to victims to decide whether police are called. If the victim wants to press charges or call the police, they're still able to do that. They can ask the doctor at that time to please call the police. This just puts the control in the victim's hand. McKinner argues diminishing the role of police in these cases will encourage more domestic violence victims to seek help. A hospital would be expected to provide phone numbers to victims for services. Nothing more. No police, no health care professionals would be required to get involved. This is a mistake, says Hillary Larkin, a physician's assistant and legislative director for the California Sexual Assault Examiners Association. We are boots on the ground, so we are seeing patients in healthcare settings and documenting injuries. She says the bill would reverse years of progress. We don't consider it mandated reporting. We consider it documentation of injuries sustained by a victim of a crime. San Diego County District Attorney Summer Steffen and San Diego City Attorney Mara Elliott also opposed the bill as written. So does former San Diego City Attorney Casey Gwynn, who prosecuted over 10,000 domestic violence cases before he left office in 2004. And anybody think, thinks this bill is pro-survivor or pro-domestic violence intervention is deluding themselves. McKinner and her supporters argue that the current reporting requirements put women of color at greater risk. So you walk in, you seem to be, well, you're, you're beat up, and uh, um, the doctor just calls the police with no services. This is very, very dangerous for um, women of color and any, any type of minority immigrants as well, LGBTQ um, folks. The new bill would continue continued to require reporting to law enforcement, quote, where the injury is by means of a firearm. Larkin says that's not enough. All violence should be reported. Not just gunshot wounds, stab wounds, strangulation, run over by a car, beaten with a hammer, all these things I've seen in my practice within the last six months. AB 1028 has cleared the state assembly and goes before the California Senate's Public Safety Committee on Tuesday. Amita Sharma, KPBS News. KPBS freelance reporter J.W. August reported and wrote this story. One in three students in the county don't have reliable access to food. Reporter Melissa May tells us about a one-time benefit that thousands of students and their families are eligible for to help with food costs during summer vacation. 32,500 San Diego County children and their families may not know they are eligible to receive nearly $1,200 to pay for food this summer. 
Anahid Braki is the president and CEO of the San Diego Hunger Coalition, the organization that discovered more than 32,000 families didn't get the benefit. During COVID, the schools were not collecting different forms to update addresses. So a lot of these went to old addresses. There was limited public awareness building about the program. So people didn't know about it. Eligible families have until August 1st to claim the benefit. To learn more, go to www.sdhunger.org or call the state hotline at 1-800-887-8230. Melissa May, KPBS News. Coming up, first, it was homeowner's insurance. Now, even auto insurance is becoming hard to get and keep. She was one day late on her payment for her auto policy, and there's literally no way to insure her. We'll have that story and more just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Insurance is getting more difficult to get in California and it's not just homeowners insurance anymore. Reporter Kitty Alvarado says, The issues are now leaching into the car insurance market, too. Ken May says he used to be ignored at the monthly mixers for local real estate agents and industry leaders. Now, everyone wants to hear him speak and has questions. What about California Fairplan? May owns an insurance brokerage firm in Carlsbad. If the insurance industry collapses in California, we're all screwed. More and more insurance companies have stopped writing new policies. The most recent, Allstate and State Farm. The company sent a statement saying it was to protect current customers and that auto insurance was not affected. But when we spent time at May's insurance business, that was not the case. Just want to show you how hard it is. May says he could typically get at least 14 quotes for a client. And now... And watch all the rates that come up. Not one. Even grace periods are gone. I had this woman call me yesterday. Lainey Caspi is an insurance agent in L.A. Just gotten out of surgery, forgot her payment. She was one day late on her payment for her auto policy. There's literally no way to insure her. And another tactic making people go bare, demanding the entire payment up front. Never in my career have I received so many phone calls and emails. Frustrated agents are turning to Michael Dorelli, the executive director of the American Agents Alliance. He says the calls go something like this. I have consumers in my office literally in tears because they need insurance and I can't fulfill their needs. Dorelli puts the blame on California Insurance Commissioner Ricardo Lara. Admit that there's a crisis. Lara isn't the only one getting the blame. There's also Proposition 103, passed by voters in the 80s. Under the law, the commissioner has to approve rate increases, but that didn't happen during the COVID pandemic. For 31 months, he has clogged all of the gears at the department. So all of these rate filings have been stacked up. The department needs to fast track rate approval. The agents are only repeating the misinformation that they're given by the insurance company. 
That's Harvey Rosenfield, the guy who wrote Prop 103. He says it's not really about California. All over the country, the insurance companies are raising rates and pulling out of neighborhoods. The difference is in California, they have to go through a process that protects the public. The insurance companies can't stand that. Rosenfield and Dorelli do agree on one thing. The commissioner must act or they will. We're looking at very carefully now is suing the commissioner to force him to obey the law. People are asking these questions now. How do you impeach the insurance commissioner? Can they be recalled? I've never heard this sort of thing. Californians are covered. Those companies are not leaving. They're continuing to serve their existing customers. That's Deputy Insurance Commissioner Michael Soller. I want to push back on the claims that we're hearing from many, you know, about auto insurance in particular. But well, also- I, I do want to push back as well because I, I sat in an insurance agency yesterday. Our consumer service uh, branch is looking into these. We're going to take these all very seriously. For anyone going through a situation like you described, we urge people to contact the Department of Insurance. But he says the insurance commissioner can't force insurance companies to reverse their actions. There's a reason why what they are saying has never been done by any insurance commissioner, and it's because it's not supported by law. And mass approving rate increases. We're not going to cut corners on consumer protection. Some feel the solutions needed may not exist or will come too late to change their fortunes. I'm worried for my business. I'm worried for my clients. I'm worried for me. For now, they say don't make any changes to your coverage or try to change companies. And don't miss a payment, or you may find yourself among California's uninsured. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. San Diegans are finally getting what they were promised for ambulance services. Health reporter Matt Hoffman says... That's thanks in part to the city allowing ambulance provider Falk to subcontract with another ambulance company. Falk began running ambulances in San Diego full-time back in November of 2021. To get the contract, they promised 900 daily advanced life support ambulance hours, and they hit that target for the first time last month. Falk says subcontracting for extra ambulances with competitor American Medical Response helped. Falk also attributes the increases to hiring more staff by offering a $50,000 sign-on bonus and giving existing employees a pay raise. Tony Sorcy is president of the San Diego Association of Pre-Hospital Professionals. They represent Falk paramedics and EMTs. We've increased our service levels to the citizens. The men and women of our workforce are experiencing exceptional changes in our working conditions. And consequently, a happier workforce is a sustainable workforce. Falk officials had pointed to the pandemic and a nationwide shortage of paramedics for why they weren't delivering what they promised before. The company says the increased staffing levels will improve response times. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. More child care centers have been closing their doors and providers say part of the reason is the low pay and lack of benefits they receive. But after months of advocating the Child Care Providers United Union won a pay increase and funding for benefits in the state's budget. Reporter Tanya Thorne has the story. For months, members of the California Child Care Providers United Union had been rallying and marching for better pay and benefits. This was ahead of their contract expiring and Governor Gavin Newsom signing the state's budget. 
After taking their demands to the state's capital, an agreement was reached. It includes a pay increase and funds for retirement and health care. This is the highest rate increase they've ever received at 20 percent, calculated at 20 percent. Their historic retirement funded by the state at $80 million ongoing. Johanna Puno-Hester is with the San Diego chapter of the Child Care Providers United Union. She hopes this will strengthen the San Diego workforce and child care industry. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. And congrats to the Tijuana's Little League All-Star baseball team. The team of 10 and 11-year-olds won the Mexican National Tournament on Friday and will represent Mexico in this year's Little League World Series. This is the first time the Tijuana Little Leaguers have made the World Series since 2013. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Monday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota Dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.